0: Welcome to the 27th episode of Vienna Jewcast, the first Jewish podcast in Vienna. My name is Anja Malenschick, and today I will be talking to another very interesting guest, Ben Gershon. Ben is a cartoonist from the Netherlands, known for his Jewish Louis kosher comics. Hi, Ben. Thanks so much for joining me today on Vienna 2Cast.
1: Good evening, Anja. Really nice to uh, be on your podcast.
0: Would you briefly present yourself and tell us what you're currently working on?
1: Yes, my name is uh, Ben Gershon and I'm the author of uh, Dewey Louie. That's uh, what I call kosher comic. It's uh, like a little... Uh, comics with a little joke, just like Peanuts, the, the famous comic, or Hagar, Dilbert, these kind of things, but then all on a Jewish uh, theme. So it's basically on a lot of Orthodox Jewish looking characters, uh, but they are like more interacting in everyday uh, events, current life. And so they combine the non uh, Jewish world with more Jewish world. And the comic is published every week in the Judicial Gemeinde, that's the uh, Jewish newspaper of uh, Germany, and in Tachtes Wochen magazine, that's the uh, uh, Jewish magazine of Switzerland.
0: So as you already mentioned, your main comic character is Julie Lewis. Yes. As I understood, as a nice Jewish guy who is often torn between the modern world and Jewish traditions. And we get to see him in this different... Uh, everyday situations like you just said with a a rabbi or with his Mishpoche and on different Jewish holidays.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: Are you Joey Louis or is it someone else you know or is it a mixture of people you know?
1: No, I'm I'm hopefully not uh, Joey Louis. I have uh, more hair than uh, he has. (laughs) But the uh, comic idea, it started actually when I was 12 years old, I think. And a friend of mine had her uh, bat mitzvah and the people asked to make a, uh, a little text or drawing for her bat mitzvah album to remember later on. And I thought, like, let's make a comic because I always, always like to draw and, and and things. And for some reason, I came on with the, like a Jewish character and all kinds of puns. Like he had to prepare to go for the bat mitzvah, so he had to take a bath and he has to put on his shabbat robe and all these very <laughs> silly puns. But then I was 12, so uh, uh, later on I developed hopefully the humor a bit. <laughs> but actually it started when I had to learn from my own uh, bar mitzvah that I got to know more about Judaism. And based on uh, the teachings of my rabbi, every week I came up with all kinds of uh, jokes.
0: As you said, you already drew comics as a child. But why? How, how did you choose this art form as your preferred form of expression? How did you get this idea?
1: I don't know. My, my first drawings I made actually on my bedroom's wallpaper. Apparently, I've never seen it, but my parents... Uh, <laughs> Remembered, I think there was a closet later on <laughs> put in front. I think those were uh, Ernie or Bert from Sesame Street. And yeah, it must have been like one year and a half or two or whatever. And yeah, I always like to combine like a drawing and text. And I always want to express something. So also in elementary school, Uh, The teachers were very annoyed with me because I couldn't finish my drawing because I wanted to put all kinds of scenes on my drawing with all kinds of little characters. And then on a certain moment was a, um, they used to have on Dutch television these um, courses that you could follow at home. Uh, So every afternoon they had like a language course, a computer course, or on a certain moment a course to draw comics. And there I was as a little boy sitting in front of the TV with my uh, paper and my pen and following the instructions of uh, these comic artists. And yeah, actually, I also grew up like with comics. My brother was a big comic collector. And yeah, so he had a lot of comics and then I started reading them. And especially like Asterix was my favorite. And yeah, that just developed and uh, yeah, on a certain moment this uh, jewish uh, comic uh
0: so your your first Jewish louis book is the the book shalomchen yes right? and then the second book was like uh 2021 is yes. the Jewish louis kosher corona comics yes um, what reactions did you get for these these both books
1: well, it, it, it's like really uh, funny. You have like uh, really uh, orthodox readers who yeah, like to read it. Although some people say like it's way like other people say it's too orthodox for me. And some orthodox people say it's uh, way too liberal. But um, still, I find it like really uh, funny. Also, I had some exhibitions and you see like really a completely different type of people uh, coming there. Also non-Jewish people. The book actually was also meant to not only a Jewish audience, but also a non-Jewish audience. Uh, that's why at the end of the book is a whole glossary with all the uh, complex Jewish words explained for the people so they can better understand the jokes. Although I was like, the jokes should be clear already, but yeah, maybe to better to also include some uh, more explanation. Yeah, and with the Corona comics, yes, that was just... Uh, yeah, fun because yeah, everyone was kind of in the same uh, situation, and uh, then trying to yeah make the comics have a Jewish subject, but then translated to problems that everyone was uh, facing mm-hmm. at that moment. So it was just the moment that uh, Pesach started. So for the first time, people were struggling with how to do this uh, cedar uh, Eve uh, on Zoom or all these kind of things, and. Uh,
0: and because you already said it's you want to draw it also for a non-Jewish audience so that the non-Jewish audience understands your comics. Yes but what who do you draw for? Like do you have a specific target or target audience in your mind when you create?
1: I don't have really a specific target audience, although I used to make the comic for uh, the Dutch uh, Jewish newspaper originally. Uh, and then I knew that all the people that I knew, they would read my comics. So <laughs> the bar was already higher because I really knew my audience. Uh, when I moved to, when the comic moved to Germany, it's, it became a little bit different. But thanks to social media, you kind of get more uh, interaction with your readers. But yeah, I, I basically want to make something uh, funny. I make it for basically i still focus on, on on the jewish community because i think that's the easiest way to uh, explain the jokes or to for people to get the jokes yeah but i see like really people from all ages uh reading it and yeah i, I gave workshops on, on a german high school in berlin and uh, they're the people of like seven 16 17 years old were reading the comics But also on other events, like really old people (laughs) appeared. So (laughs) yeah, I I don't have really like a view of of who is reading the comic uh, apart from the the people that I then see on on social media and and, and, uh, things. But I see that really my readership, it's really uh, all over the place. And uh, it's also funny that... Actually, on the statistics of Facebook, I don't know if they changed a bit, but you could see, like, when people were mostly visiting your page, and that was actually on Shabbat.
0: Well, (laughs) typically,
1: right? (laughs) So, on a certain moment, I also made a cartoon that would appear on Shabbat and would say, like, how dare you uh, being on uh, Facebook on Shabbat? Shame on you.
0: (laughs) Why do you call it kosher comics?
1: um i thought like yeah you can call it like jewish comics or stuff but like when you put it like kosher comics it's just gives that little touch it's not completely kosher because yeah uh, sometimes i put things that are not what the rabbis really like apparently it's very hard uh, for some people to if you draw pics or things but yeah for to have fun, I like to draw sometimes pigs or make jokes about uh, pork meat or, or stuff in the, in the, in the comics. And uh, yeah, when I was uh, doing the comic in, 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 in Holland, I was kind of allowed to draw more explicit things. Uh, Holland is still the, the country where everything is uh, possible. Uh, but uh, yeah, for the rest, the, the comic is for the rest kosher enough, <laughs> I hope.
0: Um, so you said that in <clears throat> once it came into German or was published in German, it got more known, right? Yeah. So how did you? How do you create basically? Like, do you write the texts in Dutch or?
1: Uh, every week I have to make the uh, comic for the Allgemeine uh, or the uh magazine, and. Yeah, what I basically do first, I'm checking some sites in in Germany or Switzerland, news sites like what's going on, or I try to watch a bit of uh, television, and then I come up with some uh, subjects or I ask the the editors of the newspaper. Um, Basically, I make the comics in English, and I also think about them in, in, in English and not anymore in Dutch. And then uh, in the in the German case, and for the Jewish Allgemeine, the, my editor, uh, Catherine Richter, uh, she makes the translations of the comic. Also because, yeah, for native speakers, sometimes she can put like just this little uh, twist, and Catherine really does this really well to, to use certain words that are, are used in society or uh, stuff like that. So uh, in that sense, sometimes the comic can be in German, even a bit more funny than the original uh, English version. Basically, I have the idea, then I start drawing. Uh, I, I draw with with by hand, so not anything digital in that sense. Well, then I scan it in, and then the, the coloring and, and uh, making the image a bit more nicer, I do that in Photoshop, so that's the only digital part. Uh, then I send the comic to the editors in Berlin. They send me the translation back, and then I send the... Uh, uh, final file to them, and then it's published in a newspaper. And so most of the time, the the Mondays or the Tuesdays. If if I'm really late for the deadline, it's uh, <laughs> the stressful uh, days of the week.
0: So how long does it take you usually to uh, create one comic?
1: Yeah, it, it it depends. the The hardest part is really thinking of of a subject or like the the, the joke. The subject's not that hard, but the joke is like the hard thing because. It's, it's not only about like getting a joke, but it has to have a Jewish component. Yeah, to always find some kind of Jewish element in 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 the joke that might be, uh, can be hard sometimes. Or like what we have suffered uh, the last year. So first two years of Corona, that there was nothing else in the world than Corona. Uh, now, unfortunately, we have the, the war in Ukraine. So all kinds of negative uh, news and really the, the, the news is dominated by these subjects and anything else doesn't really matter. So, plus you see that the readers really are asking for some comic on, on these kind of subjects. So
0: that would actually be one of my questions, like how or what helps you keep up the creativity and the positive attitude in times of a pandemic and of war as we're seeing now?
1: Yeah, um yeah the, the the thing indeed was hard to that you couldn't really go out or, or see things or go to museums or, or interesting things or like uh, lectures of people so I have been really missing that hopefully now traveling and, and things become more possible uh, but over the past two years uh, yeah mainly uh, Watching YouTube videos in the background, uh, listening to music, all these kind of things, reading. These were my sources of uh, inspiration, uh, basically. Uh.
0: If I open the book, there is a lot of like very funny situations from like holidays and, and Shabbat and so on. Is any of it, any of the dialogues and the texts, something that you experience like exactly this way, or was is everything like a mixture of?
1: Fiction um, and... Let me check the book myself. <laughs> yeah, there, there are sometimes things of, of, of uh, real life. Um, let me see if I can quickly find an example.
0: Especially, really, I really love the one. I think you you've used it several times with the talit. Yes, um, that is a barcode. I mean, this yeah, is, <laughs> this, and, a, and a zebra with a that basically has a talit. It's it's great.
1: Yes, for, for 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 me as a comic artist, the, these two comics, and I'm really happy that you are you are actually the first one that, that, that says that, that, that uh, you like them. For me, that's the biggest ch- challenge actually as a comic artist to make like some more graphical joke that's not only about the text, but that it's actually in the image itself. These two comics are actually my favorite. <laughs> the
0: zebra one, or...?
1: Yeah, the the well, the, the zebra one, yes, I, I I liked them. and the and the barcode one was actually my very first uh, official comic uh, that I made.
0: Really? Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I was uh, yeah th- th- that's actually based indeed on on real life that uh, I went indeed yeah when I was preparing for my bar mitzvah to 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 the synagogue and uh, getting myself a tallit, and I was like really. Uh, intrigued by the weird black and white pattern of the <laughs> <laughs> prayer shawls, so indeed that's that's an example of a real life thing. Uh, also, there's this comic on on, on the, the rabbi walking in the city and, um, and shouting like "Voice noise, yeah! Voice noise, and then he sees this police officer, and the police officer kind of uh, stops him and looks a bit weird. And then the, the rabbi says to the police officer, Froos Neusjahr, Herr Kommissar Neusjahr, im September. And then in the last image, the rabbi is uh, brought to a mental health clinic, completely wrapped up and taken away. And the officer says, Und Glaubt ihr lebt im Jahre 5000 und etwas. And then, we, we bring it to your friend Napoleon. Actually, this comic, not this particular scene, but the whole fact of New Year in September and that you see like, uh, it used to be like on, on, on my Facebook wall that people would wish me Happy New Year in September and non-Jewish friends were really like, weird out, like why does he get New Year's messages and, and, and stuff? And yeah, also like the, the comic, uh, there's a comic in it and you see like uh, a street with three houses full of Christmas lights and one house completely dark and then uh, the house that's dark that's where Julie Louis lives and then his neighbor asks, uh, funktioniert ihre Weihnachtsbelochtung nicht? And then Julie Louis says, ich glaube nicht, what it's like. Also with uh, when I grew up, that's Everyone had uh, Christmas decorations and stuff. And then people came to our house and was like, where are your Christmas decorations? So at a certain moment, uh, we thought like, okay, let's put some little uh, lights to just (laughs) make it. But like Christmas trees and uh, that stuff uh, wasn't there. But uh, still, I really like the Christmas period and the lights. And I like to collect (laughs) all kinds of light systems, but without the tree.
0: <laughs> so you lived in a in a non Jewish environment, like in the yes, s- yes, suburbs. yes. I went or...
1: to uh, very Christian uh, schools, so I got uh, my whole. Uh... So for my bar mitzvah, I learned about the Old Testament, and at school, I learned everything about the New Testament. <laughs> so to keep the balance a bit,
0: uh... <laughs> I-, I guess this is like, like it can be somehow fell from from your art um, yeah. that there's a lot of like mixed feelings about yeah different not just religions but like generally like different um surroundings or
1: yeah no but it will be also like funny this year that passover starts this year on uh good friday In terms, it's not completely, but like the the, the Last Supper that's described in the New Testament is actually basically the Cedar Eve. So I'm already thinking of how can I make the the, the famous uh, painting of uh, Leonardo da Vinci of the Last Supper to turn that into a uh, Cedar (laughs) Eve.
0: I have another question about humor since your comics are pretty much a lot about humor and sometimes Jewish humor can get rather dark, I would say. Um, Do you limit the humor somehow?
1: For myself, I think you should be able to be to joke about everything as long as it's a good joke even like problematic uh, subjects but as long as there's there's a good joke the same there's been a lot of research on for instance that even in the concentration camps jews still continued making really dark jokes yeah and i can't really imagine that that people just uh, joke about things also myself when you have like really uh, difficult situations i end up like joking and, and and making fun about it what was the question again <laughs>
0: Yeah, if, if you, if there's like, because I often feel like from the society, there is sometimes like expectations or not expectations, but like external limitations to humor, you know, like there's, there's a lot of stuff in there that, um, and let's say if a non-Jewish artist drew them, that could be problematic, perhaps. Yeah. Um, as in portraying like Jewish, Jewish world. Yes. Um. I mean, there's this one that that was like this really made me you know it's 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 like on the point, like this Yom Kippur uh, fasting. So Je Louis looks like it's in school, and there's two pupils. and then juli Louis uh, Julie Louis explains on Yom Kippur, we fast um for our sins. And then the kids ask, well, what do how do non jewish people um come to terms with their sins? And then Julie Louis says, well, they make Jews
1: They 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 blame it on the Jews. They
0: blame it on the Jews. That's how yes. they Yeah, they, they just blame everything on the Jews and it's like, wow, this is this is hard, you know, but like um like it's very on the point. But um I guess it's different for Jewish artists using Jewish for than seen from the outside, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the non-Jewish artists they have the problem that whenever they Draw something Jewish, then already it's called uh, that they're anti Semites, etc. Which I don't think it's always the case, and I also see like how hard it can be because sometimes, yes, you want to depict like a Jewish character, and yes, then you put make him an, an Orthodox character and and with glasses, beard, uh, hats, etc. Yeah, it's a bit how you draw the nose, etc. <laughs> But yeah, non-Jewish artists have indeed a problem there, but uh, it's also a bit what I say, as long as the joke is good, then I think it's possible. And what you mainly see is that it's not only about the combination of depicting a Jewish character, but also like that the jokes get too much into uh, a stereotype. What, what, what I like, for instance... I play around with with all these kind of anti-Semitic stereotypes. Jews uh, controlling the banks, uh, controlling the media, having money, all these kind of things. Uh, I rather like to make a joke around it instead of using that stereotype image as the joke. The guy says, boycott Israel because the Jews control the West Bank. And then the rabbi asks... Only the West Bank? Let me check. And then in the next image, hello, Baron Rothschild. And then the rabbi says in the last image, don't worry, boy, we do still control all the banks.
0: <laughs> wow, this is, uh, yeah.
1: And and I think I also made, indeed, in the book, one, one joke, indeed, about... Uh, Yes, that Julie Lewis watching uh, the news and yes, there you hear all these things like Israel is uh, breaching human rights and it's a terror state and Gaza is like a prison and they say even like it, it, it's like a concentration camp. And like you see all the time all this negative news about Israel, and then still people then Jew Louis comments and then still people think that the Zionists control the media. Which I even indeed Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> with all the anti-Israel news and the biased news. How can people still think that the Jews control the media in that sense?
0: I can see we're we're getting political here. <laughs> but <Yes>. uh, <laughs> you mentioned in the email that you're that there is a book coming out uh, from Daniela Spera, from the Jewish Museum of Vienna. Yes. With your drawings. Can you tell me a little bit more about this?
1: Yes, uh, I met Daniela Spera, uh, I think in 2015. Uh, there was an exhibition on Jewish humor in the uh, Jewish mu- uh, Museum. Uh, And I participated in that exhibition with the wall with my uh, comics and we kept in contact. And then this year she wrote me that she was working on a uh, book. It's called Chaim*. I think Dürgdags Jüdische Jahr mit Daniela Spera. And in the book she explains about Jewish holidays and gives like with pictures, uh, her own experience, uh, recipes. And also, uh, there will be some comics uh, of Julie Louie in the book uh, on, the, on different uh, holidays there. And the book will come out in April. I'm not sure. It was, I think, now the first week or somewhere halfway April that it will be uh, published.
0: I'll announce it also in the, in the show notes. And maybe if there is a link to the book, uh, I can also like link it to social media or?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, she invited me when I came to Vienna. She invited me for a uh, Shabbat dinner and it was like really traditional. And uh, what, what I've seen thus far from the book, it's it's like really nice how the pictures are there and her own story and, 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 and things. And really like an explanation of uh, all the things so also non-Jewish people can understand more about the Jewish traditions and like do more with it. Like, like the lovely food that's there with res- recipes and, and, and stuff.
0: Is there something else you're working on right now? Like a, a new book, maybe
1: not right now. Uh, really uh, fixed uh, a new book, but I really want to make a new book because it's already like so many years since uh, Shalemshin, uh, uh, came out and I really would like to make another book with like some general uh, jokes on that. There was the idea for a second Corona book but like yeah Corona it's it's done and, and let's keep that
0: <laughs> I think everybody wants to be done with it already yes. with the
1: topic. <laughs> So um, and yes there, there are still uh, things going on with the celebrations of uh, 1700 years of Jewish life in Germany so uh, there will be, uh, there's an exhibition going around uh, with some comics uh, of me. Um, I think the next one will be in Munich. So quite close to Vienna in the uh, Egyptian museum. I think it will be in April and May over there. Um, yeah, and it's like uh, projects, uh, like they just come on the path, but I really want to indeed make a get a new book uh, out because there's enough material and uh and i think especially in these times when what i said there's we had two years of corona now the whole war and 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 people get sad and depressed and yeah it's the time that people can use some uh, humor in a way
0: it's always a good time for humor true
1: yeah and 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 this this uh, podcast will i guess publish now between. Purim and Passover.
0: Definitely before yeah. Passover, yeah.
1: Yeah, because because actually the, the nice thing, like, Purim is like the, the Jewish holiday of humor. But on the other hand, if you look at, for instance, the, 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 the uh, Megillah, the Esther scroll, it's actually the first graphic novel. So in that sense, there's like this, this little comic connection because the... the Holy Scripture is like uh, kind of illustrated with, with telling the whole story of, of uh, Queen Esther and how she uh, uh, saved the Jews. And you see actually the same with uh, Passover. That's also a very comic-oriented holiday for me. It's my favorite holiday actually between like the whole evening it's, uh, guests and uh, the nice food. And I enjoy matzah, but also the Haggadah, it's... In comparison to like other religions, uh, also there the Jews use a book full of illustrations to make more people understand the thing. So just like, again, a graphic novel, you combine images with text. Plus what you see that it has really inspired a lot of uh, comic artists, like the whole story of Superman, for instance. It's just based on how Moses was in his little basket going to... Well, then the the daughter of the Pharaoh and Superman, when was put by his parents in a little rocket ship from planet Krypton to Earth in kind of the same way. So you see also Superman with Jewish authors. So you see like how these things uh, inspire people and how you have this little comic connection, which I really like.
0: That's cool. Yeah, are you planning something bigger on on Passover, um, like a new comics or the one you've mentioned before already? But uh.
1: yes, it's 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 uh, now the the time. Uh, it's it's a busy time. The the busiest time is always in in September with the Jewish holidays, and indeed the Passover. And then uh, also like uh, some magazines ask for uh, extra comics on on that subject. Uh, so I really have to. Uh, think of uh, jokes it becomes hard because like it's every year the same holiday but the, the interesting thing is to put it into the context of, of the current things I was also thinking like and I guess that will be one of the jokes every year with with pass people come up with these questions related to What's happening in the world. And they can relate it to the Passover story. So we have now the corona. With uh, questioning our freedom again. Uh, Now we have. The refugees from Ukraine. Also the freedom issue. So it's recurrent theme. So (laughs) I want to make some. Comic about the rabbi. Thinking like okay. What type of. Terrible things are now going on. And here's my sermon for this year.
0: Well, well, good luck with that still. (laughs) You still have a couple of weeks to go.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, unfortunately, the deadlines they approach, I heard from, uh, for instance, uh, other uh, magazines in in Holland. We have this Donald Duck magazine and um, they really work ahead. So during summer, uh, the artists have to think of Christmas comics during Christmas, they have to make the Easter comics, etc. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, this itself is is a comic material, right? You could, yes. It's a, on a meta level, you could do a comic about comics.
1: Yes, there, 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 there's also this... Uh, it, it's also like a really a joke that, that most of these really uh, traditional American Christmas songs, they are made by Jewish people. And also, this song that I really like is called "Slave Right," and it's the the composer uh, composed it during a heat wave <laughs> in the summer. So.
0: Well, if you look at yeah Australia or South America, then yes, yeah, for part of the world at least. At the end of the interview, I usually ask people if they have a specific wish for their Jewish community, either of their own city or in general for the Jewish world, do you have a wish for your Jewish community that you would like to share?
1: A wish? Uh, well, I think uh, what I still really like, it's also the title of the, of the book of Daniel uh, espera but it's the, uh, just L'chaim. I think we always have to celebrate life and. We're living now, and we don't know if there's an afterlife or whatever, but like live now, live to the fullest, and be happy and try to see, even in the darkest moments, some humor because that really uh, helps. And uh, yeah, it can make life more easy uh, uh, in a way, I think. And I think Lechaim, that's uh, a beautiful uh, Jewish Hebrew word on life yeah may, maybe a different uh, subject to edit somewhere but uh when i visited vienna that i found like really nice of course there's the sigmund freud museum and i found it like really funny there was this uh sigmund freud made this whole analysis on humor and uh, i couldn't find the book uh tonight but um the funny thing is it was written by him in the period that the nazis came up and what he actually did in the book as his way of resistance and i find it super funny all the examples that he uses in his book of humor are jewish jokes <laughs> so he published actually an amazing jewish joke book with apart from that his analysis on humor
0: <laughs> do you know the title by chance?
1: uh yeah jokes and their relation to the unconscious i was like really amazed when i uh, got the book in the museum and to read all these uh, jewish jokes and then uh, later on finding out uh, what his whole purpose was with the book that was kind of a resistance (laughs) to the uh, upcoming nazis
0: (laughs) well this this is a very strong conclusion i would say yes Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you Ben so much for joining me on Vienna Jewelcast and uh, good luck for your projects and yeah hope to see you soon again on the show.
1: Yes thank you very much Anja it was a really nice interview and really nice to be on the Vienna Jewelcast. I see it a lot going around on on Instagram and Facebook and uh, yeah to be part of it is really uh, cool and uh, hopefully uh, I can visit uh, Vienna soon again. I love the city and good work that you do to promoting Jewish things, explaining things to the world and uh, interviewing all these people.
0: Thank you for listening. If you liked the episode, please follow Vienna Jewcast on Spotify or any other podcast platform. I'm always happy to get feedback or new ideas. Stay tuned.